श्री नृसिंह जाय नृसिंह जाय जाय नृसिंह प्रह्लादेश जाय पद्म मुक्का पद्म ब्रिंह I heard or read that Srila Prabhupada said that before you do something and if you want it to be successful, then you chant these two prayers. Om Agyanti Marandasya, Yanam Janas Lakhya, Chakshur Miritam Gena Tasmai, Sri Guru Venam. Sri Chaitanya Manobhisam, Stapitam Gena Bhutale, Swayam Rupa Kadamayam, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. 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 Once, in Satya Yuga, thousands of centuries ago, there lived a demonic man by the name of Haranyakashipu, who wanted to be unconquerable and free from old age and be the emperor of the entire universe. Therefore, he be- began performing severe austerities. Extremely disturbed because of his demon penances, all the demigods left their planets and went to Brahmaloka. O master of the universe, because of the fire emanating from Hiranyakashipu's head, as a result of his severe austerities, we have left our planets and have come to you. If you think it proper, kindly stop these disturbances before all your obedient subjects are annihilated. Lord Brahma, accompanied by the great sages, immediately started for the place where Harani Kashipu was performing his penances. At first, he couldn't see anyone, for Harani Kashipu's body was covered by a termite hill and by grass and bamboo sticks. Then, Lord Brahma spotted him, resembling a cloud-covered sun, heating the entire world with his austerities. O son of Kashyapa Muni, please get up, rise. All good fortune unto you. I have been very astonished to see your endurance. In spite of being eaten and bitten by all kinds of creatures, you are keeping your life air circulating within your bones. No one previously could perform such severe austerities to sustain his life without even drinking water for 100 celestial years. For this reason, I'm now prepared to give you all benedictions According to your desire, your audience with me will not go in vain. Then Lord Brahma sprinkled water from his water pot upon Haranikashipu's body. As soon as he was sprinkled with the water, Haranikashipu arose, endowed with full body, with limbs so strong that they could bear the striking of a thunderbolt. 
physical strength and body luster resembling molten gold, he merged, emerged from the anthill a completely young man. Let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Lord within this universe. O oh, best of the givers of benediction, if you will kindly grant me what I desire, please let me not meet with death from any of the living entities created well. by you. Oh, very well. Grant me that I not die within or outside any residence during the daytime or at night, nor on the ground or in the sky. Grant me that I won't be killed by any weapon, nor by any human being or animal. Grant me further that I not be killed by any demigod or demon or by any great snake from the lower planets. I grant you all these. Give me soul lordship over all the living entities and presiding deities. Furthermore, give me all the mystic powers attained by long austerities and the practice of yoga. These benedictions for which you have asked are difficult to obtain for most men. Nonetheless, O oh my son, I shall grant them to you. Being worshipped by Harani Kashipu and praised by great sages, Lord Brahma departed. The demon having thus been blessed by Lord Brahma and having acquired a lustrous golden body, continued to remember the death of his brother and his enmity towards Lord Vishnu. He became the conqueror of the entire universe. Fearful and disturbed and unable to find any other shelter, the demigods at last approached Lord Vishnu. Let us offer our respectful obeisances unto that direction where the Supreme Personality of Godhead is situated, where the great saintly persons go, and from which, having gone, they never return. We humbly request, dear Lord, for Hiranyakashipu's immediate demise, as the disturbance he is creating is too much for us to bear. Activities of Hiranyakashipu and shall surely stop them very soon. Please wait patiently until that time. When the Supreme Personality of Godhead thus reassured the demigods, they offered their respectful obeisances unto him and returned confident that the demon was now practically dead. Rani Kashipu had four well-qualified sons, of whom the one named Prahlad was the best. Indeed, Prahlad was a reservoir of all transcendental qualities, being an unalloyed devotee of the Lord. Although born in a family of Asuras, he himself was not a demon, but a great devotee of Lord <coughs> Vishnu. Unlike other Asuras, he was never envious of Vaishnavas and never agitated when put into danger. From the very beginning of his childhood, he was uninterested in childish playthings. Indeed, he gave them up altogether and remained silent, being fully absorbed in God consciousness. Because of his spiritual advancement, sometimes he cried, sometimes laughed, sometimes sang loudly, and sometimes began to dance in ecstasy. 
Sometimes, feeling the touch of the Lord's lotus hand, he became jubilant and remained silent. His hair standing on end and tears gliding down from his half-closed eyes. Prahlad was sent by his father to Sanda and Amarka, the two sons of Sukaracharya, to be educated on the topics of politics and economics. Pallad thought that politics involves considering someone as a friend and someone else as an enemy, and thus he did not like it. Once, Harani Kashipu took Pallad on his lap. My dear son, please let me know what you think is the best of all the subjects you have studied from your teachers. Oh, best of the Asuras. As far as I've learned from my guru, any person that's accepted a temporary body and temporary household life is certainly embarrassed by anxiety because of having fallen in a dark well where there is no water but only suffering. One should give up this position and go to the forest and take shelter of the supreme personality of Godhead. <laughs> Thus. Give complete protection. Thus is the intelligence of children spoiled by the words of the enemy. Give complete protection to this boy at the Gurukul so that Vaishnavas who may go there in disguise will not further influence his intelligence. When, Hani, when Harani Kashipu's servants brought Pallad back to the Gurukul, his teachers, Sanda and Amarka, after hearing what had happened, became very upset. Dear Pralat, all peace and good fortune to you. Now kindly do not speak lies, just all, oh, reply sorry. with the truth. All the other boys are not like you, for they do not speak in a deviant way. How have you learned these instructions? O oh, best of your family, how has your intelligence been spoiled in this way? Has this pollution of your intelligence been brought about by you or by enemies. We, your teachers, are very eager to hear about this. So please, tell us the truth, Palat. I offer my obeisances unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, whose external energy has deluded the intelligence of man by creating the distinctions of my friend and my enemy. Although I've previously heard it from authoritative sources, I'm now actually experiencing this. O Brahmanas, as Ivan moves automatically towards a magnet, my consciousness, having been changed by his will, is attracted by Lord Vishnu. Thus I have no independence. Oh, please, bring a stick. This Pallad is damaging our name and fame. He has become like a cinder in the dynasty of the demons. Now he needs to be treated by the force of the four kinds of political diplomacy. A stick! Indeed, this rascal has appeared like a thorn tree in a forest of sandalwood. To cut down sandalwood trees, an axe is needed, and the wood of the thorn tree is very suitable for the handle of such an axe. And Lord Vishnu is the axe for cutting down the sandal forest of the family of Asuras. And this palat is the handle for that axe. Sanda and Amarka chastise and threaten Pallad in various ways. 
They began teaching him about the path of religion, economic development, and sense gratification. When a few months had passed by, they presented Prahlad after his mother had personally washed the boy and dressed him nicely with sufficient ornaments before his father. Seeing that his child had fallen at his feet to pay his obeisances, Rani Kashipu seated Prahlad on his lap and began smelling <coughs> his head. My dear son, for so much time you've heard many things from your teachers. Now, please repeat to me whatever you think is the best of that knowledge. Uh, <coughs> hearing, chanting, remembering, serving his lotus feet, offering worship and prayers, becoming his servant, considering him to be one's best friend and surrendering everything unto him. These nine processes are accepted as pure devotional service and one should be understood to be the most learned person who has dedicated his life through one or more of these nine methods to Lord Vishnu. Oh, unqualified, most heinous son of a Brahmana, you have disobeyed my order and taken shelter of the party of my enemies. You have taught this poor boy about devotional service. What is this nonsense? Uh, 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 one of you of King Indra. Oh, your majesty. Uh, 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 whatever your son has said was not taught by me. Or me. Or anyone else. It is intrinsic in his nature. Yes, yes. Therefore, please, do not unnecessarily accuse us. It is not good to insult a Brahmana in this way. Indeed. Indeed. You rascal, most fallen of our family, if you have not received this education from your teachers, where have you gotten it? Because of their uncontrolled senses, persons too addicted to materialistic life make progress towards hellish conditions and repeatedly chew that which has already been chewed. Blinded by anger, Hirani Kashipu threw Pallad off his lap. Hmm. Their inclinations towards the Lord are never aroused by their own efforts or by the instructions of others. Take this boy away from me. He, sh he should be killed as he is the killer of my brother. He has given up his family to encourage in the devotional service of the enemy. Kill him! Rani Kashipu's demon servants, who all had fearful faces, sharp teeth, and reddish coppery beards and hair, began striking the tender parts of Prahlad's body with their tridents. But their weapons had no effect on his body. When all their attempts to kill Prahlad were futile, Rani Kashipu became most fearful, being, began contriving other means to kill him. He threw his son beneath the feet of big elephants, but Prahlad survived. He threw him among huge snakes, but they didn't touch the boy. He employed destructive spells, which didn't have any effect on the boy's body. He hurled Prahlad from the top of a hill, but the Lord saved him. He administered poison, starved him, exposed him to sun and cold winds, fire and threw water and threw heavy stones to crush him, but found that Prahlad could not be harmed in any way. I have devised 
many means of killing him. But despite all my endeavors, he could not be killed. Indeed, he saved himself by his own powers without being affected in the least. He appears immortal. Therefore, because of my enmity toward him, I shall die. Oh, Lord, you know that when you simply move your eyebrows, all the commanders of the various planets are most afraid. Without the help of any assistance, you have conquered all the three worlds, your majesty. Therefore, we do not find any reason for you to be morose. And full of anxiety. Until the return of your father. Let us bind him with the ropes of Varuna so that he cannot flee. Thus there's no cause for anxiety, your majesty. And by the time he is somewhat grown up, he will change in his intelligence, isn't it? Yes, indeed. After hearing these instructions, Rani Kashipu agreed and requested them to instruct Prahlad in the duty of royalty. When the teachers went home to attend to their household affairs, the students of the same age as Prahlad would call him. Prahlad, we are going to play outside. Do you want to come? Oh yes, Prahlad, please come. It will be fun. My dear friends, one whose intelligence should use the human form of body from the very beginning of his life to perform devotional service. Even a slight amount of sincere devotional service can give one complete perfection. The Supreme Lord, who is in everyone's heart, is the father of all living entities. You cannot please him by becoming perfect brahmanas, demigods, or great sages, or by becoming perfect in etiquette or learning, nor by charity, austerity, sacrifice, cleanliness, or vows. The Lord is pleased only if one has unflinching, unalloyed devotion to him. Without sincere devotion service, everything is simply a show. Therefore, my dear friends, act in such a way that the Supreme Lord will be satisfied. Act without enmity and show mercy to all living entities. I receive this knowledge, which is based on logic and philosophy from the great saint, Narada Muni. But, 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 but Prahlad, neither you nor we have met any teacher other than the sons of Shukacharya. How was it possible for you to hear from Narada? When my father was executing severe austerities, in his absence, the demigods headed by Indra made a severe attempt to subdue all the Asuras in warfare. They became victorious, and Indra arrested my mother. As she was being led away, Narada appeared on the scene and requested Indra to release her. Saved by Narada, my mother stayed in his care because she was pregnant of me and desired my safety. Narada delivered his instructions both to my mother, who was serving him, and to me, who was within the womb. My mother has forgotten all those instructions, but I, blessed by Narada, did not. My dear friends, the real problem of life is a repetition of birth and death, which is like a wheel rolling up and down, up and down. This wheel, however, will completely stop when one is in touch with the Supreme Lord, 
Therefore, my dear friends, you should immediately begin with meditating upon and worshiping him who is a super soul within everyone's heart. The sons of the demon appreciated these transcendental instructions and took them very seriously and rejected materialistic instructions given by their teacher. When Harani Kashipu heard about this, he became extremely angry. Oh, most impotent, unintelligent, disruptor of the family, oh, lowest of mankind, you are an obstinate fool as you have violated my power to rule you. Today, I shall send you to the place of Yamaraj. You know that when I'm angry, all the planets of the three worlds tremble along with the chief rulers by whose power has a rascal like you become so impudent that you appear fearless and overstep my power to rule you? Oh, great king, the source of my strength is also the source of yours. The original source of all kinds of strength is one, my dear father. Without him, no one can get any strength, whether moving or not moving, superior or inferior. Everyone, including Lord Brahma, is controlled by the strength of the supreme controller. By his power, the Lord creates this cosmic manifestation, maintains it and annihilates it. Mm. My dear father, please, please, do not discriminate between enemies and friends. Please make your mind equipose towards everyone. Except for the uncontrolled and misguided man, there's no enemy within this world. You rascal! You are trying to minimize my value! As if you were better than me at controlling the senses. This is overintelligent. Mm. I can therefore understand that you desire to die at my hands, for this kind of nonsensical talk is indulged in by those about to die. Oh, most fortunate one, you have described a supreme being other than me, who is the controller of everyone and who is all-pervading. But where is he? Hmm? He, he is everywhere, father. Hmm? Is he in here? Yes, father. Is he in there? Yes, father. Then, is he in this pillar here? Yes, father. Because you are speaking so much nonsense, I shall now sever your head from your body. Now let me see your most worshipable God come to protect you. Ah, I want to see it. Being excess, obsessed with anger, Harani Kashipu took up his sword, cursing Prahlad again and again. He got down from his royal throne and with great anger struck his fist against the column. Then from within the pillar came a fearful sound which appeared to crack the covering of the universe. The associates of Harani Kashipu became afraid as none of them could find the origin of the sound. Then the Lord appeared from the pillar in a form never be seen before, just to prove that the statements of his servant Prahlad Maharaj was true. What is this creature that is half man and half lion? The Lord's form was extremely fearsome because of his angry eyes, which resembled molten gold. His shining mane, which expanded the dimensions of his fearful face. 
His deadly teeth, his razor-sharp tongue, was moving about like a dueling sword. His ears were erect and motionless, and his nostrils and gaping mouths appeared like caves of a mountain. His jaws parted fearfully, and his entire body touched the sky. His neck was very short and thick, his chest broad, his waist thin, and the hairs on his body as white as the rays of a moon. His arms, which resembled flanks of soldiers, spread in all directions. Lord Vishnu, who possesses great mystic power, has made this plan to kill me. But what is the use of such an attempt? Ha! Who can fight with me? Thinking like this and taking up his club, Rani Kashipu attacked the Lord. Ah! When Rani Kashipu attacked Lord Nisringadev, he made himself invisible. Thereafter, the extremely angry demon swiftly attacked the Lord with his club and began to beat him. Lord Nisringadev, however, captured the great demon along with his club, just as Garuda might capture a great snake. Then Lord Nisringadev gave Harani Kashipu a chance to slip, just as Garuda sometimes plays with a snake and lets it slip from his mouth. The demigods who were hiding behind the clouds for fear of the demon became very perturbed. Rani Kashipu was freed from the hands of Nisringadev. He falsely thought that the Lord was afraid of his prowess. Therefore, after taking a little rest from the fight, he took up his sword and shield and again attacked the Lord with great force. Then the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is extremely strong and powerful, captured Rani Kashipu, who was protecting himself with his sword and shield, leaving no gaps open. As Sarani Kashipu moved his limbs here and and there, all around, very much afflicted at, at being captured, Lord Nisringadev placed the demon on his lap, supporting him with his thighs. In the doorway of the assembly, the Lord very easily tore the demon to pieces with its nails of his hand. Lord Nisringadev's mouth and mane were sprinkled with drops of blood and his fierce eyes were impossible to look at, licking the edge of his mouth. He garlanded himself with the intestines taken from Harani Kashipu's body. Then, after uprooting the demon's heart, he threw his body aside and turned, Harani Kashipu, turned towards Harani Kashipu's soldiers who had come in thousands to fight with him with raised weapons. Oh! But Lord Nisringadev killed all of them merely with the ends of his nails. Being very angry and finding no contestant to face his power, the Lord sat down on the assembly on Harani Kashipu's throne. Because of fear and obedience, no one could come forward to serve the Lord directly. The wives of the demigods showered flowers while the airplanes of the demigods crowded the sky. Headed by Lord Brahma, the leading demigods approached the Lord, their hands folded at their heads, but they dare not come forward before oh, him. O oh Lord, you are unlimited, and you possess unending potencies. No one can calculate your prowess, for your actions are never polluted <coughs> by the material energy. Through the material qualities, you very easily create the universe, maintain it, and again annihilate it. Yet you remain the same. 
I therefore offer my respectful obeisances unto you. O Supreme Lord, you are our deliverer and protector. You have recovered our shares of sacrifices, which are actually yours. By your presence, the gloom and darkness in our hearts have now been dissipated. After the prayers of Brahma, Shiva, Indra, great sages, and many other demigods, Lakshmiji, the goddess of fortune who was requested to go before the Lord by all the demigods present, who, because of fear, could not do so. But even she had never seen such a wonderful and extraordinary form of the Lord, could not approach him. Then Lord Brahma approached Prahlad. My dear son, Lord Nisingadeva is extremely angry at your demonic father. Please go forward and appease the Lord. When Lord Nisringadeva saw the small boy prostrated at the soles of his lotus feet, he became most ecstatic in affection towards his devotee. Raising Prahlad, the Lord placed his lotus hand upon the boy's head. By the touch of Lord Nisringadeva's hand, Prahlad Maharaj was completely freed from all material contamination. At once he became transcendentally situated and all the symptoms of ecstasy became manifest in his body. His heart filled with love, his eyes with tears, his mind and sight were fixed upon Lord Nisringadev with full attention. How? How is it possible for me, who have been born in a family of Asuras, to offer suitable prayers to satisfy the supreme personality of Godhead? Even all the demigods headed by Lord Brahma and all the sages could not satisfy you by streams of excellent words. Then what about me, that I'm not at all qualified? One may possess wealth, an aristocratic family, beauty, austerity, education, sensory expertise, luster, influence, strength, diligence, intelligence, and mystic power. But I think that even by all these qualifications, one cannot satisfy you, my lord. However, one can satisfy you simply by devotional service. You are fully satisfied in yourself. Therefore, when something is offered to you, the offering is for the benefit of the devotee. My dear lord and Singadev, please, please cease your anger now that my father has been killed. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of your ferocious mouth and tongue, your eyes bright like the sun, or your frowning eyebrows. I, I, I do not fear your sharp, pinching teeth, your garland of intestines, your mane soaked with blood, or your high, wedged-like ears. No, nor do I fear your tumultuous roaring, or your nails, which are meant to kill your enemies. Oh, most powerful Lord, insurmountable Lord, who is kind to fallen souls. When will that moment come when you call me to the shelter of your lotus feet, which are the ultimate goal for liberation from conditional life? My dear Lord, people in general want to be elevated to the heavenly planets, but I've seen that when my father was angry, the demigods were immediately afraid, yet, my father, who was so powerful, has now been vanquished by you. Oh, 
supreme personality of Godhead. I offer my respectful obeisances unto you because without offering prayers, dedicating the results of one's activities, worshiping you, working on your behalf, and always remembering your lotus feet and hearing about your glories, who can achieve that which is meant for the Paramahamsas? My dear Prahlad, most gentle one, best of the family of Asuras, all good fortune unto you. I am very pleased with you. I fulfill the desires of all living beings, and therefore you may ask from me any benediction that you desire. Oh, 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 best of the givers of benedictions, one who desires some material benefit in exchange for devotional service cannot be your pure devotee, as he's no better than a merchant who wants profit in exchange for service. If you want to bestow a benediction upon me, then I pray from your lordship that within the core of my heart there be no material desires. My dear Prahlad, a devotee like you never desires any kind of material opulences, either in this life or in the next. Nonetheless, I order you to enjoy the opulences of the asuras in this material world, acting as their king until the end of duration of time occupied by Manu. It does not matter that you are in the material world. You should continuously hear the instructions and messages given by me and always be absorbed in thought of me, for I am the super soul existing in the core of everyone's heart. Therefore, give up fruitive activities and worship me. One who always remembers your activities and my activities and who chants the prayers you have offered becomes free in due course of time from the reactions of material activities. Oh, Supreme Lord, because you are so merciful to the fallen souls, I ask you for only one benediction. I know that my father at the time of his death had already been purified by your glance upon him, but because of his ignorance of your beautiful power and supremacy, he was unnecessarily angry at you, falsely thinking that you were the killer of his brother. Thus he directly blasphemed your lordship and committed sinful activities directed against me, your devotee. I wish that he be excused for these sinful activities. My dear Prahlad, O most pure, O great saintly soul, your father has been purified, along with 21 forefathers in your family. Because you were born in this family, the entire dynasty has been purified. Whenever and wherever there are peaceful devotees who are well-behaved 
and decorated with all good qualities. That place and those dynasties, even if condemned, are purified. Those who follow your example will naturally become my pure devotees. You are the best example of my devotee, and others should follow in your footsteps. O Supreme Lord of all lords, give up benedictions to all living entities. O original person, because of our good fortune, you have now killed a sinful demon who was giving trouble to the entire universe. My dear Lord, you are the supreme soul. If one meditates upon your transcendental body, you naturally protect him from all sources of fear, even the imminent, imminent danger of death. My dear Lord Brahma, O great Lord, born from the lotus flower, just as it is dangerous to feed milk to a snake, so it is dangerous to give benedictions to demons who are by nature ferocious and jealous. I warn you not to give such benedictions to any demon again. Then, being worshipped by Brahma, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then, being worshipped by Brahma, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is not visible to any ordinary being, disappeared from the place. Anyone with great attention hears this narration concerning the activities of Prahlad Maharaj, the killing of Rani Kashipu, and the activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Nishringadev, surely reaches the spiritual world where there is no anxiety. Lord, the thing Hari Bol. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.